Welcome everyone to the Joey Harris Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. You can subscribe or support the show at anchor.fm slash the Joey Harris Show. And today I am pleased to bring on the man who would like to order tiramisu for the table. Big TJ is back. How are you, sir? I'm all about that tiramisu life, man. I had a tiramisu milkshake. Oh, uh, uh-oh. so I'm 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 opening it up slowly but surely, man. Glad to be with you, bro. How are you, man? Anytime I get to hear your voice across the airways from me, I think I'm doing something right. Well, I tell you what, man. Today I am not worried about anything. You and I have both had. Uh, I guess we could say I'm not going to go delve too deeply into it. We've had a uh, uh, a trying last few weeks since we last. <laughs> Since we last uh, recorded together, but that's all right. This is this is the we're not worried about anything section. We have blocked it off. We have blocked it off, and I just know though I'm I'm going to delve a little bit. You um, visited an old stomping ground of yours. I'm going to go going to go back deep into some history here, and. Ten years ago, just about almost to the date, nine and a half years ago to the date, back on the old Go Radio Network, what I called the Mothership Show was BTW, Mm -hmm. Blow the Whistle. And we would originate every uh, week from a restaurant. And I I know for at least uh, a few months that's where it took place, and I was there for a few for a few of those you had a chance to go back there though uh doing some doing some business stuff and and i assume that it's like you know when norm goes into cheers and everybody's like norm they were like tj it was the (laughs) it was the perfect time to raise your hand and go uh a round of tiramisu for the table my good man because i know they would have made it happen because they love them some tj they loved them some TJ stepping into that restaurant where I used to host Blow the Whistle Sports Talk from and still seeing familiar faces getting welcomed in as soon as I walked in and and, and hugs, you know, in this uh, post-pandemic world, we're all living like we're convicts. And if you don't know, there's no hugging in prison. So, you know... Uh, being able to go into a place, have somebody still recognize you and offer you a hug is a beautiful thing. And, you know, yeah, it was awesome to be back in the, the old stomping grounds, going back and seeing the room where my podcasting life started, man. It's pretty dope. That is awesome. And I'm going to I'm going to set the table here for you and I. I saw this a couple of weeks ago when it happened and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take that and I'm going to run with it. Um, All right. A couple of weeks ago, there was a uh, writer and pundit uh, game show um, guy. He was on mm-hmm. a couple of different game shows and, and all of that. All around good guy, PJ O'Rourke, passed away. Uh, he had cancer. And for A famous pundit writer was, was known as the coolest conservative and a guy who... Uh, saying his praises said that for him personally why he was like that was when they were at the 1988 republican national convention where george hw bush was nominated to be the party's um, nominee that year and ended up going on to become president 
gave his speech and was tough on crime because that was the the big thing then and said that inclu- including of, with crime, he was going to push that all drug dealers be executed. And for that crowd, that was a big, you know, selling point for them, big cheers, big applause and all that. And the guy says, like a beat happened and PJ O'Rourke says, but what if it's good drugs at affordable prices? (laughs) So that is what this next time that that's what this podcast episode is about. I'm not going to say drugs because I'm not going to compare us to drugs, but for the next hour or almost hour or so, or how long will we go? We're going to give you the good stuff and it's going to be affordable. It's going to be just, just tune in. We're not charging you anything. If you want to throw a little bit our way, we will certainly take it, but we're not going to, we're not going to charge you for it. Um, but what's new with you, man? What's been happening? Um, aside from all the stuff that I talked to you back, um, talked to you about in the green room that won't make its way, um, on the show, I will say, you know, that, uh, as always, I am trying my best to live my best life. And I think the highlight of it all is, as I told you, uh, in the pregame from, um, what we're watching, you know, I'm back in the movie bowl business, baby, you know, like that movie bucket business is back. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, you said I'm back in the in the bucket business. I'm back in the bucket business, baby. So um, what, what, I, what 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 cuz I thought like just like Godfather 3, I thought you were out. What pulled you back into the bucket business? Uh so you know, I I started, you know, uh going back to theaters in September of 2021 with Shang-Chi following that up with uh, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, and then The Eternals, and then Halloween Kills. So I've seen four movies in theaters, not to include No Way Home, makes five. So five movies over the course of the last four months, going to a relatively small mom-and-pop theater um, in this great state of North Carolina. And um, when when I would go there, you know, I liked their popcorn. And I, what I found myself doing is after work, stopping by the theater and getting a large popcorn just to go home. And yeah. in doing that, found out from uh, a couple of the attendants that work there, hey, when you get this large popcorn, it comes with free refills. So if you would like to purchase your own bowl, you are more than welcome to. And you can fill that bowl up here. You know, so I said, okay, let's see if they're being honest. I went to Family Dollar. I got a bucket that I found out can fill up six or two, two large popcorns can fit inside this one bowl. So I took that bowl back to the movie theater, wanting to test it out. And um, yeah, they gave me a large, they filled it up. I poured it into my bucket. I gave them back the bag. They filled it up again. So yeah. I'm back in the bucket business, baby. I went to the movie theaters on Friday, filled up my bucket, and been snacking on movie theater popcorn all weekend. So saith me, sir. There is nothing like it. My wife wanted to see that Jennifer Lopez movie, Marry Me. Okay. And she said, let's go to the theater. We can go. You know, she had it all mapped out. And I said, well, you know, it's also on Peacock. Mm. 
and we have Peacock. Mm-hmm. She said, let's switch things up then. So we pulled our bucket out of the closet. <laughs> she went to the theater. I pulled up beside the theater. She went and bought a large bag of popcorn, said thank you very much, came out, poured it in the bucket, and we came back home and watched Marry Me. Because oh. you can't beat that movie theater popcorn. You can. It's, it's, and and I've, I'm one of those people, I, I really like popcorn. I've owned one of those old-timey popcorn poppers that you used to see back at over theaters. I owned right. one of those and um, back when I worked in Boca Raton. But even that still wasn't quite the same as as the movie theater with the, you know, whatever poison that they call butter that we spray all over it. You know, that whole thing, it's an experience, man. And I'm I'm for it every time. I don't care what anybody has to say about it. I walk in there proud with my bucket. And even before that, I would walk in, somebody would see me walk in. Like, if I'm pull, parking my van, I walk into the theaters, you're just pulling into the parking lot. Before you get parked good and get your grandma off the back, back seat, I'm walking back out of the theaters with my large popcorn, not giving a care about what you think about me getting that popcorn to go, baby. I, I, that's what we call a life hack. I have figured it out. Oh, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'll tell you how I like my butter, though. Mm-hmm. Like, they tell you how to put on perfume. You spray right. it in the air, and you just walk through it. Okay. I don't want my, my popcorn drenched in butter, because then it gets mm-hmm. all over my hands. Yep. I'm, go- I'm going through uh, rolls of paper towels trying to get it off my hands, or either I get it on my clothes and it stains my clothes. Just spritz it one time. One good time, shake it up, and then hand me my bucket and let me get on with my life. See, I respect you. I'm a little bit different. You want to hear about the the popcorn making process, bro? Absolutely. So if I'm just going to the movies, and let's say I don't have my bucket with me, I'm just going to the movies and I'm getting a large popcorn, I'm asking them to give it to me half full. Um, So they're going to give it to me half full. I'm going to go over to the butter dispensing uh, portal because that's what it's called. It's where you go to dispense the butter. And I'm going to put about three squirts in. Then I'm going to shake up that half a thing of popcorn. And then I'm going to do three more squirts. Then I'm going to go back and get them to fill it the rest of the way. And then I'm going to do probably five to six squirts on the top. No more than 12 squirts to make sure that my popcorn is covered. Because one thing that I hate with a passion is I get down towards the bottom of my bucket. And there's a pool of butter oil that the popcorn is sitting in. I have issues with that. I'm not a fan of it. So, yeah, 12 squirts strategically placed wins every time now you see this is interesting to me because you just explained what my wife does she makes her popcorn the exact same way i don't know if the squirts are the same (laughs) but the fill it up halfway let me go put my butter on i'll bring it back go put more butter on that is her to a t it's safe it's safe and it's reliable and here's one thing i know that you don't like that 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 I that I don't have an iPhone. What I will say is that 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 in my book, because I do have one of those, in my book, your wife just went up a notch because her popcorn making is on point. So shouts out to her. I will let her know that when she gets home. I'm sure that will make the rest of her day and everything will just be wonderful and and dandy from that. But we you cool. know some people get mad and they would just stomp around that, you know, that you don't agree with their popcorn 
um, making skills. And I'm like, let's just all get along. Let's just all do the thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're eating popcorn. You know, how you eat it is going to be different. But we can join on the fact that we both love popcorn. Like, that's 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 the, that needs to be the focus. Absolutely. Have you ever seen New Girl? I have. I'm just reminded yeah. of Nick with the popcorn machine. Do you know, a, since we're talking about New Girl of all the characters, Nick is the one that I didn't like? Really? I could see that. I, no, I, I could I, definitely see that. I throw a rock at him. <laughs> now, I wouldn't go that far. But he uh, is you know. A grade number one correct when it comes to popcorn machines. He was against it. They're hard to clean. You never can get him clean all the way. And Jess thinks he's talking about CC, and gets upset. <laughs> um, he's like, sure, they say they're going to clean it, but it never gets clean. It's just messy. Just messy. And I'm like, ha- having been in charge of a big time popcorn machine now at the job that I have, I can agree with Nick. Yeah, it, 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 to, to truly get it clean, you would have to use a chemical that you really wouldn't feel comfortable making popcorn in it after that. You know what I mean? I'm talking like you really have to get a real deep, a real degreaser that, 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 that's probably a light, real funky green. And, you know, you don't want to you don't want to eat out of that afterwards. It's, it's a wrap. Let's just let's just throw it out. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You are right about that. And if we're throwing it out, why did we clean it to begin with, right? Why did we clean it to begin with? We just wasted time. But I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I think I had mentioned it briefly the last time that we either recorded this or we recorded what we're watching. Is that I dipped my toe or started dipping my toe into the world of TikTok. Okay. I'm at the Joey Harris on TikTok, made it easy for everyone, and I just tell silly jokes every day. Some of my own material, some jokes that I get on the internet, just a different one every day. If I say, went out one morning to get coffee, I'll tell a joke about coffee. I went out one day to get a haircut, I told a haircutting joke, just stuff like that. One of my jokes went minorly viral. As of this recording, it's got 48,800 views. Look at you. Which all the rest of mine have like between two and 500 views. Other than like the first two that's got like 75, 76 views, whatever, whatever. Is what it is. And it's a dumb joke about a man who's 95 marrying a woman who's 25. They go on they go on their honeymoon in Italy. They walk around all day. They're having a wonderful time. It comes to the wedding night. They go back up to the room. The man gives her a kiss, says, good night, dear, goes into the bedroom and shuts the door. Well, she is just like so confused at first. She doesn't know what to think because after all, he is 95 and she sits there. Right. She's thinking for a while. She didn't know whether to be upset, whether to just laugh it off because she really does love him. And she falls asleep on the couch. Midnight comes. He opens the door. He goes out. He makes mad, passionate love to her. Finishes. Kisses her again. Goes back into the room. Well, she is just blown away. She doesn't know what to think about this. And she's just sitting there happy. Falls asleep again. 
An hour later, he comes back out. Same thing happens. He goes back inside, closes the door again. She's got the biggest grin on her face. This is just fantastic. It's a little weird that he wants to sleep by himself, but she's just feeling fantastic. She falls asleep again. An hour later, he comes back out, starts to go at it again. And she's like, honey, I just want you to know this is the greatest time of my life. I can't believe that you're going to make love to me for the third time in one night. And he looks at her and says, I've been out here twice already. (laughs) So, I mean, you get it. Stupid joke. You know, it is what it is, right? Right. Dude, you, I found out with this, though, you can run a joke into the ground. See, if you could get on TikTok, I don't know if you can get on it and look for people and look for comments and all that. But if you can, go find me, like I said, at the Joey Harris. Look for the joke that's got the most thing. Read the comments. A lot of people are like, I don't get it. A lot of people are like, that's not funny. A lot of people are like, that made me laugh. You reminded me of my late husband we had 30 years between us and had 30 good years together before he died in my arms and then somebody responds to that you brought that up on a stupid joke comment and somebody else is like they walked around italy it would have been funnier if he'd have been she'd have been pushing him around in a wheelchair i'm like why are we why are we dissecting this joke that took me about two minutes to tell awful but to me, it like boils down everything that is the internet in one thing right there. People are like, that's not funny, or you're telling it wrong, or my husband died in my arms, but this reminded me of him, or I don't get it, or it's not funny to, uh, to make fun of people who can't remember things. <laughs> and I'm just shaking my head. It's... You're you're absolutely right. The comments is to me uh, a prime example that everybody processes information differently. You know, now listening to you describe all of those different comments lets me know, you know, again how some people process stuff. That young lady who wanted to tell you about, you know, her husband and how they were together for thirty years and how he died in her arms. I mean, hell, you know, you we things. You know, things motivate us, things inspire us in different ways. You know, you and I can be sitting in the car listening to the same song, and I may start crying, and you may get pissed off, Mm -hmm. you know, because that song may have been playing at a time that a traumatic event happened that brought you anger and vice versa. I could have had a traumatic experience with that song playing in the background like soundtrack, and, and, and and it just evokes emotion in me, but the comments are just a microcosm, just a, a prime example that everybody processes stuff differently. And uh, I've never been one to get caught up in the comments. I mean, the last time I saw the comments I'm on YouTube, uh, reviewing Song of the South by Disney and, and discussing whether or not it should be banned in the United States. Um, for those who don't know, Song of the South is a movie loosely based on slavery is supposed to be set during reconstruction but at no point in time during the film do they definitively say what the time period is but if anybody knows who uncle remus is and bro rabbit that's where that comes from but i said in that clip you know the some some pretty interesting takes is with, with regards to the film and who the protagonist and antagonist is and 
you know, to be called racist in the comments, I think it's fun because, you know, again, anybody who knows me knows me. But the comments, man, everybody processes stuff different, man. So it's just I try not to put too much salt into it, you know, but some people are salty. You are absolutely right about that. Uh, people are just salty. Going back to that popcorn talk, we are, we are back in the bucket business, bro. <laughs> Back in the bucket business, bruh. <laughs> but yeah, um, I was just, I was thinking about it when you were, were talking. It's like, everybody's got an opinion. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. Everybody thinks that you are entitled to their opinion. So it doesn't jive with their. Right. You know, if I go out and say um, the sky is green and you tell me, in fact, the sky is blue. Uh, and I'm I'm offended. How dare you uh, question what I what I say? You're wrong. And not only are you wrong, you're evil. And and you get that all day long. It's just it's it's the Internet. You know, everybody thinks like, oh, I got a keyboard and two thumbs and no other fingers and so i just need to comment on everything but these are the same people who then get upset when you're all up in their business that they have put all over the internet i have it's seen bad. that i have seen that in the last 24 hours this guy's getting all upset that dude you putting your business on the internet and that's i think one of the things that people have a hard time with is understanding that for one, the internet is undefeated. And for two, the internet doesn't forget. You know, when you put that information out there, no matter how much time has passed, there's there's access to it. You know, but also, you know, be conscious of what you put out there because you can't pick and choose. Once the information is out there, you can't pick and choose what's going to get picked up and what's not. Because, you know, back when I was on Twitter, if you ask me, every daggum original thought I had was viral worthy, you know, but but that's not always how it would work out. But then some things that I would call like throwaway tweets, just me just saying something dumb. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, you get a ridiculous amount of likes and retweets. It's just like you can't decide. You don't have a choice. So people are going to pick up what they want to pick up. And if all you're doing is airing dirty laundry. You know, you can't be surprised if somebody sits there and reads three or five of your pit, your your tweets or your status updates on Facebook or whatever you want to call it. They he, they see a small sample size and think they have you figured out. Because that's what we do. We watch shows. We binge shows. One to two episodes in. Oh, I know what's happening, man. I got this thing figured out, baby. Can't fool me, M. Night Shyamalan. I got you, you son of a bitch. But no, no, it's, it, it takes more than just uh, a couple episodes in. You got you to gotta put something in it, especially when you're talking about understanding people. But that's not what we do. And now, you know, people are being victimized. They're, 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 they're victimized by it. Oh, you don't know me, but you're making an assumption just based on a message that I put out at 12 o'clock in the morning. You know, if we're being judged by what we do at 12 o'clock in the morning, then we're all horrible people. Because we were once 19 making dumb decisions at 12 o'clock in the morning. You know, you know, so I, I say a lot of things 
so ultimately, just 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 drink more sweet tea. Oh man, you, you took the twist there at the end. I'm, <laughs> I'm all about it though. I am all about that. I am. Uh, I co-signed that and I put my stamp of approval on that. But let's talk a little entertainment, which is what I feel that we do best. I would uh, agree with that. That I have been watching some shows and there are some things that are on my list that I am looking forward to. I am currently about halfway through Peacemaker okay. on, on HBO Max. Have you had a chance to see any of this? I started episode one. And then I was reminded why I have issues with John Cena. So I have to get myself in the right mind space to watch it all. I've only watched the first 15 minutes of the show. Um, I have to get back into it. I've heard good things. Um, so I need to I need to get into it. I think it, it deserves a watch. And if it were Marvel, there wouldn't have been any hesitation. But it's DC and it's John Cena. So they got those two things, uh, you know, there. So we'll see what happens. I will say this. I said this in the last episode that I released because it was my recommendation. Folks, if for nothing else, run. Do not walk. Run and Google the opening credits to Peacemaker. You will watch them about eight times to just figure out what's going on. Because you can't describe it. That's what I said. If I tried to describe it, people were like, oh my God, Joey's had a stroke in the middle of... (laughs) of this thing uh because it's just it is it is something else um my my favorite character is peacemaker's eagle that is his sidekick eagly eagly he's he's hugging me he's hugging me look take a picture he's hugging me um but i will say this Going in, if you have not seen The Suicide Squad, you need to stop and watch that first because it is referenced heavily in that and how Peacemaker has started to question everything that is that he has known about his life uh, because uh, he has taken to heart what um, Rick told him as he was as he was being killed. You're no hero. Yeah. And so he he now has like severe issues because of that. Not that he didn't have severe issues before then, but right. Now he is fully aware of his issues plus you find out why he is the person that he is because you get to meet his papa. Because you yeah. get to meet his father. Yes. Uh I am also watching on Disney Plus The Book of Boba Fett. Um, and if you're a Mandalorian fan, this is right in your wheelhouse because it's in that it's in that universe. And if you're a fan of Boba Fett from just the Star Wars movies, it both picks up in what is current day for the book of Boba Fett, but it also picks up back right after Return of the Jedi when he is what we think seemingly killed. And the reason that he is not killed and what happens to him uh, from that and how um, it is someone coming both to grips, I believe, with not only their mortality, 
but coming to grips with how they are viewed by other people and how they want to be viewed by other people. Um, he is, it is currently, I look at it as in my own personal life, in real life, a lot of people say respect is earned, which I don't agree with. I think respect is given. I think disrespect is earned because I feel like I respect people. You know, the woman taking my order at the Duncan, I respect her. I, why does she have to earn my respect? Now, she throws the hot, she spits in the hot coffee, she throws it in my face and calls me every name under the book, then she has earned my disrespect. Conflict. I 100% co sign that. But in this, in this world, respect is earned. And Boba Fett feels like he has earned a matter of respect. And um, there are some people who don't want to give it to him and feel like they shouldn't give it to him, but tell him so to his face. I respect that too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But right. however, you don't respect their reasoning for it. And he's like, what? Yeah, so you that, don't got love for me. Tell me. Oh, yeah. That's I've got somebody. I think I've talked about this before. There's somebody at my work that I interact with maybe 5% of the time. But they straight up told me that they did not like me. They're my favorite person. Because I know how they feel about me. I know where you stand. Yep. No confusion. No confusion. Um, I am also jazzed up and just looking forward to the Batman. Yeah. I didn't think I would ever be that way about a Robert Pattinson movie. Here we are. In the exact same boat as you, bro, and the fact that, you know, because I know it comes out on on Friday the 4th. Um, I know that's a work day for me, same as the 5th. But I got a birthday coming up. So if nothing else, I'll be seeing it on my birthday. I mean, it's going to be a long picture. I heard it's closer to three, um, three hours. Um, but just the way that they're doing it, what they're doing with Selena Kyle, um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see if DC is going to make a valiant effort at trying to get some type of continuity in their shows. Because what we're looking at, you know, they just had the Snyder Cut release last year. They've got Flashpoint coming next year. Or later on this year, I'm not sure. Either way, is there going to be anything connecting these films? Or are they essentially going to be their own separate uh, properties? That's that's going to be big. But, I mean, they have the potential to, mm -hmm. to do some shenanigans. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. And they can fix everything that's wrong with Flashpoint. Yep. It, it's, it's the big reset button. Which also, like, if you're selling all of this, you can say, look you still need to look at all these movies to see what you want to keep and what we're fixing and right. what's different and, and all of that. It's a great, it's a great opportunity uh, to do that. And then I'm just, I'm, I'm jazzed. I'm ready for the next round of Marvel movies because I, I, I was on vacation. Well, I wasn't on vacation. The school that I work at was on vacation last week. I was working, but I had a lot of downtime, a lot more downtime than I usually do. And so I made a list. And Shang-Chi and the Eternals are on that list, but they were at the bottom of the list. And mm -hmm. they are working their way slowly back up the list. So now they are next up 
Right. So as soon as I finish the things that I am watching now, they slip up and I'll be watching them back to back. Um, looking forward to it because it finally feels in the final pieces that I am I am missing because I did see No Way Home. And then um, for for all of that. So, what about you? What are you watching? So, with regards to films, obviously, you mentioned No Way Home. Anytime I get the top opportunity to talk about Spider-Man, I'm excited. I'm really excited about the Multiverse of Madness because the last trailer that they introduced gave us Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier. So, um... We're finally getting mutants in the MCU as we know it. I don't know how it's going to happen, you know, on the on the regular scale. I mean, but obviously, you know, we're, we're talking multiversal stuff. And um, I hate that it's pushed back because if it hadn't been pushed back, I would be getting really excited for the multiverse of madness because it'd be right around the corner. Um, but now, you know, obviously because of uh, injuries and, and reshoots and stuff like that, it's not coming into the summer. Um, I'm also excited uh, for Jordan Peele to get back into his thing. He's got a movie coming out in July called Nope. Um, so I'm definitely excited for that one. Um, I loved Get Out. I loved Us. So, you know, I think just based on the trailer, it looks like it's going to be an alien picture. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know, with Jordan Peele, he does some 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 really good work. Um and I just, you know, yeah, it's now. Now is the time. I mean, I even, I even, you know, because of a, a an account with Paramount Plus, have actually started to uh, get into the the Twilight Zones again. Mm-hmm. I saw a couple episodes. I actually have re- I've watched all of season one of Jordan Peele and um, his, uh, you know, reimagining of the Twilight Zone. How they ended season one was dope. Bringing, you know, bringing Rod Stewart, you know, uh, Rod Sterling back in. You know, um, even though he's been long gone. And now I'm getting into season two. Um, so with that, Twilight Zone, watching uh, some Black Mirror, hoping that they'll do another season of that. And then there's a, uh, you know, unknown gem in my eyes um, called The the Detroiters. Um, it's on Comedy Central, um, also Paramount Plus. Um, it's a uh, guy that is... It's, created by this guy, Tim Robinson, who was on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. He and his his partner in crime, and I'm sad I can't think of his name right now, but those guys are hilarious. So just sitting back and listening to those guys is absolutely a good time, man. So, uh, yeah, the Detroiters, Multiversal Madness, um, and Nope, all three things that I'm just I'm excited about. Oh, yeah, and one more thing, man, before I go use this restroom. The, the House of the Dragon. You know, we, we got teasers for it. Anybody who likes Game of Thrones, you know, you, we're, we're getting ready to go back to Westeros, but this is going to be pre, mm-hmm. pre-Joffrey, pre-Cersei, you know, pre-Arya Stark for all you Arya fans out there, Arya gang, Stark gang, Ned Stark gang. Uh, yeah, we, we, we're going pre that. Um, so we're, we're going back to the White Walkers and how they first started off. So I'm, yeah. Definitely excited about the House of the Dragons as well. So 
You know, we're in that golden age, man. People thought the Cheers was it. Anyone that thought the Cheers was 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 it, and then television was just gonna fall off after Mash. Are you still alive? Because your mind should be blown. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That is awesome, man. I I tell you what, we are at. Uh, yesterday, as we record this, we passed ten thousand views. I mean, ten thousand downloads, which is just amazing. This show continues to grow, but TJ mentioned that on one of our previous shows that he wanted another Jordan Peele movie, and he reached out and he's like, Jordan Peele, you know, I need I need another movie from you, and I'll be doggone if I didn't see a couple of weeks later. I'm watching TV, and there's a preview of the new Jordan Peele movie coming out. So maybe that's that's the power of the Joey Harris show. That's what I'm going to call it. Anyway, I'm going to co-sign that, the power of the Joey Harris show, that we got a new movie from Jordan Peele from there. And then the Twilight Zone, and it is it is amazing how you can bring Rod Serling back, because as TJ mentioned, He's been gone for decades at this point, and they had not really perfected the cloning process. But even if they had, if you were able to do a successful clone, if you were able to successfully clone someone, they don't come out fully formed like a grown human. That would be just like the person that you just lost. No, they would come out as a baby and you've got to mature them. But that was not it. That that was not this, rather. This was a process where they bring back through computer imagery or CG something where it they then bring back Rod Serling. And so that was good. And I've always looked at those shows very interestingly. They were not always my cup of tea, but I'm also a sucker for a good story. So enough said about that, the better. And I'm going to give everybody a little peek behind the curtain here. You and I have taken a break, a, a pause in recording, and it is now... Later on, shall we say. <laughs> right. But I was saying, I was saying, I do remember this. Uh, as soon as you left, that there's somebody somewhere that is a secret fan of the podcast. Because I don't know if you had, remember, you had said like either the last time we recorded or the time before that, that you needed a new Jordan Peele movie. Yes. And then yes. boom. And then boom. And I got it. You got it. So, and then I got it. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking credit for that, even though the movie had to have been shot and all that. But no, no. Right. <laughs> no man, look, some somebody, somebody somewhere uh, paid attention. And and honestly, bro, like I feel like before we even started talking, I was just like, the, the SpongeBob voice is gonna kick in. 36 hours later. Like, I just expected <laughs> that. <laughs> I just expected that. But no, I, after, after we recorded, and I'm, I'm, I'm playing on my phone, and I see, you know, n- you know, trailer for New Jordan Peele movie, and I'm like, bull, bull crap. You know, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just talking about this. There's no way that this is real. And then I click on the trailer, 
And as a matter of fact, scratch that, scratch that. That's a lie. Joe, I'm going to be honest with you. I start, I watch this trailer because, you know, I've got IMDb on my phone. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, they have the, you know, uh, the rolling trailers or what's new or whatever. So I click on the trailer not knowing that it was a Jordan Peele movie. I'm watching the trailer. I see Kiki Palmer. You know, I see, you know, Bing is what I call him, Bing, because he was in 15 Million Merits in Black Mirror. But um, I see him and I'm like, okay. And I'm watching the trailer and I'm like, man, this really looks like a, and as soon as I say this looks like a Jordan Peele movie, then Jordan Peele's name pops up on the screen. So, yeah, that was perfect. There is nothing like, I call it that excitement. Because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. You dropped some knowledge on me in the earlier segment that we recorded uh, now a few days ago. Because I went and I saw the, saw the teaser for the Doctor Strange movie, right? Mm-hmm. Then I went to see No Way Home and sat through and watched the, I guess, the first trailer or the trailer that was with that on there. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm hyped up. And I had seen like a few different little things like just on YouTube, like coming soon or, or, or what have you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really into this movie. I had not seen the new trailer. And you're like, oh. you hear uh, you hear Patrick Stewart's voice. And everybody's like, oh, Charles Xavier, you know, and, and it definitely is leaning towards that. And so I went and looked and there was another one. It was basically the same version of the trailer, but for like overseas markets, because it had like the beginning was um, I don't know if the the wording uh, was in another language. It looked Chinese okay. to me, but if it was not Chinese, I apologize. Uh, I, I don't need anybody upset with me. But, you know, in another, but it was ma- basically the same trailer. I think they lengthened one scene and cut short another scene, but okay. th- the same trailer. And I'm like, could this be? Because if people, I'm not fully aware of all the intricacies of it because I'm not that deep into comic books after about 1995, the lore. Like, I know the the big things, but Doctor Strange, uh, Professor X, um, the Submariner, and Reed Richards are the Illuminati in Marvel Comics. And I'm like, has he stumbled upon a multiverse where... um, he uncovers part of himself as the Illuminati. And so I'm like, oh, it could be that because it really looks like you see the back of somebody's head and it really looks like that they're moving in a wheelchair. Right. From my frame by frame Zapruder um, film <laughs> viewing of this trailer, um, that's what it looks like. Now, I mean, if you want to really just screw with people's minds he could be coming upon john luke picard from star trek you never know so i mean real world stuff i thought about that too but then i was like i don't think that's the case because paramount owns picard right right like so that wouldn't be it but you know seeing you know seeing professor x and re- knowing the little bit that I know about the whole House of M story from the comics, 
Um, and you know, for those that aren't familiar, who for those who aren't nerding out with me, um, the House of M story in the comics was actually Scarlet Witch killing off the mutants, right. um, saying, you know, no more mutants. And then, you know, you see a lot of mutants start to X out. So a lot of people believe um, that this is going to be the House of M story with with regards to the multiverse of madness, except. Instead of saying no more mutants, she'll say something to the effect of let there be mutants. And then we'll finally get, um, you know, uh, uh, the X-Men and other mutants in uh, the MCU. I'm, I'm very excited about it. That that definitely I could see that I could I could definitely see that happening. And I would be all about that. Um, I am really for. Um, there being more stuff <laughs> you know i'm ready for all the movies now i'm ready for the the effects of the pandemic give me all of the stuff that we we're still behind on but i understand like you know they're like be patient and i'm like i don't want to be patient anymore i don't want to be patient right come on this untitled uh marvel film is coming out in november just go ahead and tell me it's blade so i can get excited about it let's go <laughs> Right. But I mean, they could also, it could be uh, Patrick Stewart playing a, a new character. They did, they did, um, Alfrey Woodard played a character in uh, Luke Cage and a different character in Civil War. Um, yeah, and she's not the only one. Um, you know, we had, uh, and I, I apologize for cutting you off. I was co-signing what you were saying. Like you, you know, you, you, you said it, uh, the young lady, um, she was in Shang-Chi mm-hmm. and she was also in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, I can't think of her name, unfortunately. I'm sorry. She played the aunt in Shang-Chi. Um, but yeah, she was also in Guardians. So it does, it doesn't happen often, but it does happen. Right. And I can also give you a little peek behind. I'm going to take a detour here, still in in entertainment, but I'm going to give you a little peek behind the curtain here at what I call stately main manor here in this huge (laughs) building that I'm in charge of. Um, Today, there was something up either with the Internet or just with HBO Max, and I'm done with HBO Max. I think a, a leaf turned upside down and I couldn't get it kept turning the, <laughs> it kept turning the sopranos off. So the next mm. episode um I I I get like 5 minutes into, you know, 5 minutes every time. So it's going to take me 3 days to watch this episode. Watch 5 minutes it cuts off. So I'm thinking it's the app. Um so I may just put it on my iPad and I'm like, all right, I've got to watch Sopranos on my iPad now. <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> um, and, but I'm just, we're becoming a streaming world, folks. It's not the days of when we had three to four networks and a bunch of independents and maybe you had cable, maybe you didn't. You got to be up on your streaming and HBO has got to step up their streaming more because I think it is the app on at least on my fire stick TV. Um, I get the oops, something went wrong message like 20 times a week. I I know that life. I know that fire stick life. 
I'm running into that issue with Fire Stick and Disney Plus. Like, I, mm. I logged into it that first time, got into it no problem, everything was easy. And then after that first time, now when I click on Disney Plus, I just get the little uh, blue spinning wheel. And it's yep. just like it just won't. And I've, I've re- restarted the stick several times, still gets the spinning wheel. Um, so I don't know if it's got something to do with the Fire Stick or not, um, but I'm not a fan of it. My HBO works fine. But then again, I'm also watching HBO on the Roku. Um, I'm that, not watching and, HBO on the Fire Stick. And that could be it, because uh, for the longest time, there was no HBO um, on the stick. There was no Peacock on the stick. There was no Voodoo on the stick. They have, in the last year, added official apps. Now, you could do the side loader thing and and load the, you know, unofficial, th- you know, the, kind of the app that you could get streaming on, right. on, a, on a web browser. But, I mean, that... You you blow physically on the stick and that would go out. So, um, <laughs> and and if you're listening to this, I fully realize this is first world problems. There are there, oh, yeah. there there's literal war in the in the world. I do get that. That being I mean, that being said, yeah. though, we are paying for this. Thanks. I mean, if it's free, I can't complain. But I'm I'm paying for it. Well, I mean, if it's free, you can still. I mean, there's still a certain expectation. <laughs> yeah, like, you're, I mean, and, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Since when does like, being free ever stopped anybody from complaining? That's what I'm saying, right? Like, I mean, look, okay. I, and I'm I'm like you, you know. If you offer me a sandwich, you know, uh, out of the kindness of your heart because I'm hungry. I'm not going to sit there and, and pick apart the sandwich in front of you, um, you know, because it was a free sandwich and I was hungry. But, you know, talking about first world problems, I'm like, yeah, you know, I mean, if the app, you know, like Hulu at one point in time was free, you know, you just had to go on your, on your, you know, on your computer. But still, you know, I expect, I expect it to work. You know, don't 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 get me excited about free and not work. Right. Oh no, I I definitely I get you on that. But uh, I'm you're you're exactly right. Um with that. And I used to have that problem on my on my Disney Plus. It's kind of straightened itself out now with that, but I was also thinking today, I do this weird thing, and maybe it's weird, maybe it's not. I think it may be weird. I name my vehicles. Do you name your vehicles? Oh, big time facts. That's a huge fact, man. I, I, I love my vehicle and the name that I gave her. And I did say her because we're talking pronouns. Her, she, Fiona. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that. I like that. I named my vehicle. I started with the last car that I had. I had a Honda Accord. Okay. It was it was black and it was sleek. And um, there were a certain number of years there from like 2000, 2007. Um, they would the, the paint jobs would rapidly go start to go. 
Uh, just on on Hondas, I don't know know what it was, but they were still fast and sleek. And like I would always get, oh man, that looks good. I'll buy it from you for such and such. I got the money right now. Um, all right, well that's nice, but how am I going to get back home? <laughs> how am I get home? <laughs> right. And they're like, well, you can't figure it out. I'm like, no. And then how am I going to get to work the next day? This is when I was a substitute teacher. I needed to get to work. Um. So I was thinking, and I'm like, oh, fast and sleek. I was thinking like a Western motif. And I was thinking of Roy Rogers' horse. So I named the car Trigger. Um, And kept Trigger up until 2018, traded her in on the truck that I have now. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep with that Western thing. And one of my favorite shows is an old show called Have Gun, Will Travel. Right. and the guy who was the the lead character on there, his name was Paladin. So that's the name of my truck is Paladin. Um, right. Yeah. So I I think a lot of people like, oh yeah, I named my I named my vehicle, and you know my wife's car is a brown. It is official color is called Urban Titanium. It's brown. <laughs> uh, it's a brown Honda CRV. Uh, it's brown. It's brown. <laughs> I call it Miss Agnes. Nice. And, okay. And, and so she talks to her class about it, and they do uh, persuasive papers, and they they always write to me, dear Mister Harris, please buy Mrs. Harris a new car. <laughs> Miss Agnes is getting old, and one kid's like, Mrs. Agnes is getting old. I'm like, no, 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 it's Miss Agnes. She was never married. <laughs> she was never married. Don't try and put respect on her name. Look, no, I, I, my, my van, you know, I, I call her Fiona um, because she's green and she's thick. And her full name is Fiona the Weedmobile. But no, um, you know, I, I, I love my van. And I'm like you, bro. Like I had a vehicle, an, old, an older car, probably about six or seven years ago. It was a brown. I didn't call it urban titanium. I called it brown. Um, and it was an old school deuce deuce Oldsmobile. And I called it Big Dookie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I respect I respect that. Thank you. Because I tell my wife, I'm like, you can call it urban titanium all you want to, but we got you got the apps on your phone, right? You order it from the order from the different restaurants, and it said, "What car are you driving?" All, to all of them, this is a brown Honda yeah. SUV. Yeah, urban titanium is not an option. It is not. I don't know <laughs> if it's on the. You know, I said maybe they haven't gotten that update on the app, but no, they have not. But I we, mean, we, can you imagine being in the room like when they're trying to come up with these colors, and somebody's like, "Look, man, all right, look, all right." So we got brown, but I mean. Brown's got kind of a stinky, it's got a stinky uh, history to it. Can we come up with another name for this? You know? And then somebody in the room is going to be a smartass and like, well, 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 we're not going to call it poo. And everybody, so a couple people giggle. But then somebody says, urban titanium. The f- Come on, Joey. Come on, man. And, and, and and I'm just going to make this up. I'm not making fun of anybody with this name, but they're like, you know what, Bob? You earned your pay for today. Take the rest of the day off. Take the rest of the day off. That's exactly Urban. what happened. His name might not be Bob, but that 
That bad boy took the rest of the day off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. First first one sold off the lot. They put it they put they put Bob's name on a plaque. Absolutely they did. Absolutely. But like like why not like urban copper? Because when I think titanium, I don't think brown. I don't either. Um I think of some cool metallic color. That's not brown. Like, I just, I mean, give me silver, you know, and I guess silver's supposed to be what, platinum? I don't know. I'm not paid enough to think of names for colors. But what I do is I poke fun. And urban titanium is not it. That is not the lick, man. I don't know. I, I don't know because it's brown. And I, I can't. I, I, when I describe myself, I describe myself as a milk chocolate man. I've never thought about describing myself as urban titanium. I mean, like, I mean, I guess I could get away with it now, but. <sighs> if you ever have calls to get back on a dating app for a day, work urban titanium in there somehow. <laughs> somehow. And, and, and fortunately, we can, I can say I will not. We ha- I, I, no more 24-hour trials on the dating app for me. Not any time soon. Um, but in the event that my heart is ever broken again and I have to go back on an app, that right there might be the profile name. Have you ever seen Leap of Faith with Steve Martin? I have. You know the game that they play where they have to give him a word and he has to mix it into his sermon? Yeah. And I just remembered the girl who was like his right hand hand person there. She gave him aluminum siding. <laughs> and you cut to him saying, maybe you sell aluminum siding. <laughs> hey, he got it in there, man. He absolutely got it in there. I would be interested in trying that one episode with you, bro. Like, you know, you giving me a series of words, I give you a series of words, and we just got to find that way to get it in there. Like, I would totally be okay with that. But while you were talking, I thought about it. I know exactly, exactly, though, how they really got Urban Titanium. Okay. They focus grouped it. So whoever was in charge of that, they were in the next room over from Hank Hill and company when they were doing that lawnmower focus group. Yes. That's exactly what happened. Yes. I'm I'm trying to think of uh, the name of it now. Um, was that the Was that the the Boggle episode too? That was the Boggle episode. Yeah. No, 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 no. That no. wasn't the Boggle. The Boggle episode. It was the Mower Expo. Be there. Oh, um, oh. Maybe that's Dallas. how. I, maybe that's how I got them confused because they were. Yeah. Uh, um, the 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 focus group episode was also the Black Friday episode. Got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Because because Hank's dad wasn't supposed to be there for Thanksgiving. He was supposed to be. It was supposed to be the um the mom's Thanksgiving, right. and Cotton just showed up. Oh, as Cotton does. As Cotton does that with no his, shin having bastard <laughs> with his son, Good Hank. Good G H. <laughs> I always wanted a son named Hank. <laughs> the best part of that is when when she goes into labor, Bobby drives to the hospital that he knows. 
that he knows. Now, now, now the one in Houston was so much closer, but he doesn't know how to get there, and neither does Didi. Now, granted, Didi lives in Houston, but Didi does not know how to get to the hospital. <laughs> he drove 146 miles back to Arthur. They got there right on time, man. You know she was about ready to pop. She had to be hella dilated by the time they got there. <laughs> <laughs> Good Hank's elbow was on that <laughs> That's funny. I always Ooh. wanted a son named Hank. <laughs> <laughs> So you want to kill an Nice. That and it's Hank's wife. It's not Peggy. Thank you, Hank's no. wife. <laughs> no. And 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 that one episode where um she is uh trying to uh, paddling Peggy. <laughs> and, and, and she came over to the VFW and every time she came over there you hear some random dude take off your top <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. you know it goes through my head probably once every other week though What's it's that? the episode where Lady Bird is missing and Hank is like we're gonna do this and, and, and Peggy's gonna say <laughs> just in case Lady Bird <laughs> Not in case, Hank, whether or not. <laughs> <laughs> whether or not. <laughs> because we know how Peggy feels about <laughs> Hank's relationship with that dog, man. Oh, um, I mean, is I, I, I find it funny that we somehow get back to King of the Hill, man, because it's a really great show, bro. But I'm just like, man, you got so many one-liners that, that just stick out to me, bro. Like, John Redcorn's voicemail. You know? <laughs> it's going about the car. It's been sold. <laughs> that and when Peggy finds out that what everybody else knows, John Redcorn. <laughs> Peggy. Because <laughs> John Redcorn's like, all right, if we're going to go another round. <laughs> Oh, God. That's just too much. There's a hole in my pocket where the money should go. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that's awesome. They gave him a placebo, probably by Pfizer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I want to wash my wrist. Scrub my brains out. (laughs) (laughs) Big Mountain Fudge Cake. (laughs) So are you Chinese or Japanese? (laughs) (laughs) We're from Laos. We're the ocean. The ocean? What ocean? What ocean? So, so, so are you Chinese or Japanese? (laughs) After all that. After all that, he's still asking. Oh, God, I love it. So, mm. as as you know, if if you've followed this for a while, I also have another podcast, the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. 
And when I started it, I started off at the beginning of the year 1988. I've reached ni- the end of 1991 now. And from about, yeah. 19, about December of 1983, up until probably the year 2000, you can't tell the story of professional wrestling uh, and not include Hulk Hogan. And so I'm I'm taking notes when I watch the shows, and now I'm typing the notes up because I can't read my own handwriting if I'm recording. Right. And so I, I'm this show from late 1991. I'm just typing away, and Hulk Hogan's giving his regular Hulk Hogan uh, interview, and I'm typing away, and he's talking about his demandments, uh, training, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, believe me, all of all of that, and the. Uh, Word processing program that I use is like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, buddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it starts to go crazy. It is red lines and, and, and all of that. And I'm looking and it hits me. Like, I know this, but I didn't, I, I didn't know this. Like, I had known it and forgotten it. He talks about these demandments. Demandment is not a word. And that's what the word oh, processor is trying to do. <laughs> it's like, excuse me. And so I click it and just, I want to see what this thing is. is it, did you mean commandment, amendment, or denouement? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, add the dictionary. Because again, you can't tell the story. It's going to come up. Right. And he's going to talk about these demandments. Let me just go ahead and add that. to my. And I realized that. I had heard this like ever since I started watching wrestling and and like it just dawns on me that's not a real word and my dad does the same thing. My dad uses the word frustrated which to him is half flustered and half frustrated. <laughs> so gotcha. it's not a word but you automatically know know what it means. Do you have any made up words? Oh, I have several, bro. I have so many. I mean, just right off the top of my head, I I just I have a very free-flowing use of the human language, you know? Like, I'm just like, I like the term gooch, you know? Like, I like that because it means, to me, it means good, you know? So if you're like, how are you doing, TJ? I'm saying I'm gooch. Now, a word that I made up, I found out last weekend, I called myself a slore. It is a slut and whore with preferred skills of magic. So- oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a thing. Uh slore supreme here, man. I used to work with a guy, um, his name was Keith. Rest in peace, Keith. He's passed away now. Uh I miss him dearly. He was a good friend of mine. He used the word slug a lot. Like I'm gonna go take me a slug of water. A slug oh. is two sips and a swallow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It was a measurement of of a liquid that he would take on. I'm going to go take me a slug of water. Okay. And I asked him one time, exactly how much is a slug? Oh, that's two sips and a swallow. Okay. Oh, you know what? I respect that. I'm going to have to take that from rest in peace, Keith, man. That's all right right there. Yeah. Um, that's not his nickname, is it? Like, he no, actually no, did no, pass no. on. He did pass on. <laughs> No, when you said it, I'm like, I had not heard that before, but that would have been a good nickname. No, he, he, 
had health problems as long as I knew him. You all would have gotten along great. Um, I'll tell this now. Rest in peace, Keith. But he wouldn't mind me telling this because we got a, a, a lot of enjoyment out of it. Keith was a good guy, salt of the earth, but he didn't have a lot of practical experience in a lot of things. Was always reading books, always wanted to like better himself and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And we worked in security together one day, and I came up to either give him a rest break, a lunch break, or I might have just might have just been going home for the day. But I like to get up there a few minutes early so that we could just catch up and talk and all that. And he says, "Man." do you know so-and-so? And he mentioned the young single woman at the time. And I said, yes, I do. I was dating somebody who I ended up being my first wife, but Keith was single and this girl was single. Right. He said, Joey, I don't mind telling you anything if it's just between me, you, and the wall. I said, what's that, Keith? He goes, I wouldn't mind having a menage a trois with her. <laughs> <laughs> And at the time, let me see, I'm 22, 23. I feel like I'm mature enough. All right, Keith, you and her and who else? He said, me. I said, no, and who else? And her. And who else? And me. Like, he was getting frustrated. He's like, just the two of us. Um, um, and I, like, like, I just told you. There's just me and him in the wall, right? There's just the two, right. this little guard shack. I raised my hand. <laughs> and he goes, what are you doing? I said, uh, Keith, menage a trois from the French. From the French. Threesome. You got to have three people for a menage, my friend. He goes, right. oh, I just thought it meant kinky sex. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> In a way, yes. But you gotta have three, buddy. Gotta have three. <laughs> he goes, he goes. Playing a boy doesn't matter, but you gotta have three. Right. He goes, well, I'm still not opposed to it, but I gotta think on that third person. <laughs> oh, that's it. Shouts out to my dude. Rest in peace, Keith, baby. Rest in peace, Keith. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that was funny. I hadn't thought about him in a long time, but that that is definitely in there. So. A menage <laughs> There you go. We call that a Keith. <laughs> there you go. Going to have a Keith a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> So, give me a good recommendation, man. All right. So, got a couple, and it's hilarious that I'm going to um, give my recommendations on a channel that we just got through bashing with regards to the fire stick. But HBO shouts out. Um, send a check. Um, so, I want to give two quick from that show and then shouts out to another YouTube channel. So, um, the first one, The Righteous Gemstones, they just finished season two. I started the first episode of season two and um, paused it, so I've still got all of season two to watch. But Eric Andres on this season, um, as well as a young lady from a TV show that I've uh, um, suggested 
in the past called Wrecked. Um, she is co-starring as Eric Andre's wife in the show, so uh, very funny actors there. Um, Danny McBride. Um, yeah, it's 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 a great show. Great show. It's pretty funny. Um, and then also, I have to look up the name, and I'll have to give you the name for sure whenever I come back, but um, HBO is also doing a kind of biopic on Jerry Buss as a creation of Showtime in LA. Lee Riley is playing Jerry Buss. There's an actor that's going to be playing Irving Magic Johnson. Um, I've already seen Magic Johnson, not necessarily keen and that film, uh, the way that the uh, production com- came together. So I'm curious as to how they're going to portray him in the show. Um, but it's going to be starting this month also. I do believe Sunday might be the first episode. Um, and then lastly, um, the other YouTube channel, that I, um, if they're not watching us and what we're watching or following up with you and what you got going on, um, Stars um, is a YouTube channel that I follow. They talk about a lot of Marvel stuff. Um, they go in depth with the trailers and the movies, doing Easter eggs and things of that nature. So, with me being the nerd that I am, I enjoy um, watching that and getting a little bit more insight, which helps actually prepare me um, a little bit more to come and talk to you because they'll say something that'll make me want to do a little bit more research so that I can speak a little bit better on it. Um, with regards to spoilers and, and other, like I said, Easter eggs and different things. So, yeah, if, you, uh, if you're if you a Marvel nerd like me, um, you know, uh, that's definitely um, something. And, and, and by the time y'all hear this, I will have had a birthday. Batman comes out tomorrow, and I've already got my tickets. So I'll be going to see Batman tomorrow as it debuts tomorrow. That is awesome, and they are looking at a uh, hundred plus million opening weekend is what they are projecting for Batman for the Batman, um, which I hope they I hope they get because I'm you know I'm I'm ready for theaters to to be back in in full force. Um, with that, uh, I had something. What was I What was I going to say? Oh, speaking of which, speaking of HBO Max. I finished the episode of Peacemaker I was on, and Peacemaker actually makes a good point because uh, his dad's neighbor, (laughs) who gives him shit all the time, talks about, you say you're a hero. Are you a hero like Batman? Do you have a coterie of villains? And Peacemaker's like, (laughs) Peacemaker's like, Batman's a dick. And he goes, what? He goes, yeah, he ought to shoot all those people. And he goes, you see, that's why you're not a hero, because Batman doesn't kill people. And Peacemaker says, yeah, he gets all these hateful, hateful people, a guy dressed up as a clown, another guy that's got two faces and all that. He keeps putting them away. They keep breaking out. How many people has Batman been responsible for peripherally for their deaths because they keep breaking out and he instead of him killing them and just putting an end to it he keeps putting them back in the thing they keep breaking out and killing more people that's on batman and i'm like you know what he's got a point he's got a point he just straight up has a point like you know it it was the it was the wrong time it's like on the christmas story when ralphie gets his um paperback 
and he gets a C plus, and she writes, "You'll shoot your eye out." It was the wrong day for Scott Farkas to mess with him because he just unloaded on <laughs> Scott Farkas. It was the wrong day for that that neighbor to ask him about his coterie of villains. Coterie of villains. I, you know, and because you've mentioned Peacemaker now twice, I have to take as a recommendation and definitely go and check it out. And so, thank you for giving me the nudge in the Peacemaker direction. And it is, to me, I am more fascinated by all of the people that they have brought in as, like, the supporting characters and and, and all of that. Um, For that, you learn a little bit more about the people at the prison that he's he's held in and uh, uh, more about um, Amanda Waller. Um, makes a very brief appearance in this, but you do learn more about that. And it's like it's a it's a show where that I like. At the end of every episode, like a little thing falls into place, and you're like, "Oh, now I got to come back for the next episode." Um, so I like that. Gotcha. I like that. But before I let you go, man, go ahead and plug away, plug anything and everything that you've got. Absolutely, man. As always, I, I will always continue to thank you uh, for having me on, man. Uh, Adam Sandler takes care of his people. Joey is the same talent. Um, so if you like what I got going on, you can always hear me with Joey. Um, not far. I'm right here. Um, and I'm doing work with the Hybro Podcast, which is available on Spotify and whatnot. And um, next part, me with Tokyo Smoke got one episode up um, where we'll go have, have an in depth conversation about Pierre, who ever had. You're, you're, start, you're starting to break up, man. You're starting, to, you're starting to break up. I don't know what has happened, but. How bad is it? It like you're getting there. I'm getting every. I'm getting every oh, other man. word. Yeah. So. How about now? That's better. Yeah. All right. So sweet. So, let's try this take too, man. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I broke Tokyo Smojo. I said so much, and you didn't get to hear it, and I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> um, a lot of fun, so give me a go. Thanks for having me, Joy. Thanks a lot, man. Again, folks, that's the Tokyo Smoke Show and the Yeah, I'm High, Bro. Uh, wherever you get your fine podcasts, and the Joey Harris Show that you're listening to now, wherever you get your fine podcasts, and my other <laughs> podcast, the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show, wherever you get your fine podcasts. And my YouTube show with TJ, and then every other week I'm by myself, wherever you get your YouTube. Um, (laughs) On the march to 100 subscribers, when I get 100 subscribers, I can officially give my channel a official name instead of a bunch of letters and numbers and all of that. So 
I'm on a march to that and then moving on and so that we can grow the show and get more and more subscribers. And eventually I can get one of those nice plaques that YouTube sends me. And I'm going to put that on the wall, too. So if I don't, you know, I'll hang that right next to my uh, college degree, take a picture of both of them. And I'm like, I'm getting more out of one of these than the other. And I'll let you all choose. which one but i'm gonna i'm gonna take a i'm gonna take a minute here and and just brag on you you my friend um folks uh almost 10 years ago tj branched out and started a podcast in the early days like i knew what podcasts were but like i didn't know anybody that did one and he did it, it as a version of like an internet radio show live from a restaurant in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We talked about that earlier. Um, and that was the start of the Go Radio Network. And after a couple of months, he was adding more shows. He said, hey, man, do you want to you want to do a show about comedy and life and all of that? And gave me like a prime spot on a Saturday night. And I'm like, absolutely, I'll do that. And I did 44 of those. And then the Go Radio Network went away, and I said I was the last one there. I I, I officially turned the lights out, um, and and then launched the Joey Harris Show, the first version of this uh, podcast, and did that from so from starting February 2013. I did it almost weekly. If not, I would do episodes to to make up from February of 2013 until May of 2016 and was living here in Maine and went home. I had the summers off then, went home to get married and a week passed and I'm like, oh, I'll get back to it next week. And then a week becomes two weeks and then two weeks becomes a month. And I'm like, well, I'm getting married anyway. I'll restart it mm-hmm. in the fall. And then just kind of walked away from it. And I'm like, you know, just life intervened. And I thought, well, that's that part of my life is finished and the next year in 2017 i did three episodes of a an earlier wrestling podcast that i did so i officially did record three times in 2017 2018 i noticed that the episodes that i had i'm like that that picture that chapter of my life is closed and i noticed that old episodes of the podcast were still getting numbers and i'm like who is listening to this now you know three or four year old stuff and people were still listening to it. <laughs> and at the same time, I felt like I need—I wanted to interact with people again. And so I'm like, hey, man, would you be interested in recording with me? And we did. We we did it like, like about once a month for like two or three months and then took some more time off. And people were still like, hey, <laughs> would you like to, you know, numbers were still rising. Like it wasn't hundreds a week wasn't maybe dozens per week but like you know just slowly and steadily off and on did that just i'm like yeah i might just do this maybe once a month to just poke my toe in it and then the pandemic hit and i'm like everybody says mm. they that they, they need content i'm like oh i'm gonna do some content so threw up some of those and and we recorded while everybody was locked down and I had finally like, they're like, listen, you've taken advantage of our free plan enough. We only give you 30 hours worth. And I had about 60 hours on there. (laughs) 
So they locked it. <laughs> and I scrambled and did that. And I'm like, I, I want to continue doing this and move everything over. And I moved over to Anchor. And then I, I got hold of everything. I've got hold of 99% of everything that I've ever done. And I said, I'm just going to start releasing it. And so I downloaded it all. And it's on there and ready to go. And this gives me a chance to upload the classic shows is what I call them as well as do new stuff with you, man. But if it hadn't been for you reaching out to me and doing that, wouldn't be here recording with you right now. And so I just wanted to say thank you and I appreciate you. And I've been getting more into gratitude lately and just being thankful and grateful for all that. So I just, I do want to thank you for that from the bottom of my heart. Cause sincerely, if you hadn't reached out, I was going through a lot at that time. And it was like something that I could, you know, grab a hold of and my rest of my life might be crap, but for that one hour on Saturday, I was giving it all I got. And a lot of those shows are now up on the podcast feed. And a lot of them aren't great, but I felt like I was getting better and you you can see the progression there of, of getting better and, and doing different things. But I just want to, you know, just give, give you props and thank you for that. Cause honestly, I would not be here if it wasn't for you and just show you my gratitude, man. Brother, I appreciate that. You're bringing up stuff, you know, that, that, you know, I, I don't even think about it. I think we as people, you know, get so caught up in our own stuff that we take, we, we, we take anything for granted. It's just we don't necessarily think about what type of impact that we had um, on people in, in the grand scheme. So for you to say that, man, I appreciate it. I'm proud of you. Um, the growth that you have. Remember that day coming to the apartment. You know, and um, you know the the conversation we had was very candid. You know, you told me some stuff that was after you had gone through, you know, the separation. So I mean, it's like a slut, you know. So to see you there, and to see where you are, man, and the ideas that we shared, and you know, butter and bread, I forgot about it, man. Like I'm just you man and and i i look forward to all of the awesomeness coming man so thank you for that thank you for that man you have no idea how how amazing that feels right now so thank you for that and i love you brother for all right man i love you too joey at the joey harris on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok joey harris comedy at gmail.com if you want to email me TJ, thanks again, man. I will talk to you later, and we'll see you all next time.